ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Oh, look at my front butt. There's a war coming. You sure you're on the right side? No, you're not watching an old episode. You're, this is a new one. I mean, it's ep, I've the 666 episodes and pretty much over a decade and over pretty close to 800, I think, if you count all the episodes that are lost. I would say, uh, guys, and we brought down the whole crew. We got the new, we got the baby of the crew right here, Rachel, the queen of Kung Fu. You know, I haven't been called that yet, but I'm totally going to roll with it. Next time my kids or my husband piss me off, I'm going to be like, look here, bitches, Queen of Kung Fu in the house. Chop, chop. enough. (laughs) And from the vault, well, we got Vicky here. Because we can't do something special without Vicky. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm here. Woo! It's <laughs> only special because you are. Yeah. And we drug something special from the vaults. Something that hasn't been heard on here for God knows how long. And that is the one, the only... Just self-medicated because he isn't feeling well because he's got allergies. Doc Sludge. Good afternoon, everybody. Doc is here. Oh my gosh. I'm virtually squeezing your neck. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah, in in, uh, preparation for this episode, the 666. The number of the beast. It's a human number. I, of course, listen to some Iron Maiden, so mm-hmm. I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here, and I missed you, Steve. I really did miss you. And as usual, we have Carl Caper. Woo. <laughs> Yay, Daddy's here. <laughs> Dummy's here. I mean, daddy, yeah, daddy. Not dummy. 
But yeah, how yes, this all started is one day Kevin Kekseji just come up to me and said, Hey man, I like what? You wanna do your own podcast? No one else is doing anything worth the crap. Everybody else is just too busy. And so I jumped on it and I am glad those first ten to twenty pre call episodes are well, a couple of them are still here, but I am glad the first episodes are gone and lost. They disappeared. I would bury them. Yep. I never heard the first that, episodes, so I don't miss anything. Oh no, they're bad. Hmm. But, but the Blog Talk reboot docs been a part of the show ever since the Blog Talk reboot, which is after we left Hoobazoo because my net was crap and, oh, God, let's not talk about how much trouble we had. Rachel, we actually had the audio melt on us one episode, didn't we, Vicky? Yeah, and I had a guest. <laughs> oh my god. It was horrible. I'm just gonna say, knowing now exactly where you live, Stephen, I'm surprised you guys aren't shitting in an outhouse, okay? So the fact that you have internet at all is shocking. Well, we have always had internet. We we got good internet now. I mean, it was like, I mean, that episode, here's that one. It's like, Vicky's like, I got to do (laughs) I mean, when I say melting, it's literally, that's how it sounded like. It did. It was. It did. It sounded like melting. Yes, just literally. I'm dead. <laughs> well, I'm glad oh, yeah. you threw some water on that and got rid of it so that you could yeah. finally get to your penultimate 666th episode. Can we get a hip, hip, hooray for this shit? Hip, hip, hooray. Yep. Hip, hooray. Hooray. And, uh, hooray. Doc, how was the newest Godzilla movie, or did you get to go out and see it when it came out? Oh, Godzilla vs. Kong? Oh, I loved it. I, I saw I saw it at uh, the Silver Lake Twin Drive-In in Perry, New York, and I laughed and giggled and just, like, had a No, I'm talking about the Japanese the one that came out about two or three months ago, wasn't it, Carl? Uh, oh, the new yeah, the new Ultraman. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. It was awesome. And I'll tell you what, it, I over the last year, a couple of years or so, I've kind of lost that childlike feeling. You know, you go to a film and it just you hear an awe with this big, huge grin and your face gets giggling through the whole thing. I kind of yeah. lost that, but man, Shin Ultraman brought it. They used some of the original sound effects and teeth from the original TV show, and it was just, it was Awesomely funny and hysterically funny too. Yeah. What the heck? Sorry. I'm trying to get this stuff <laughs> off my random. TV. Who's playing tubular? Who's, tub- who's playing with their tubular bells? 
Dang it. I know. <laughs> it could be me. I was a bell ringer for many years in church. Yeah. Not like the Quasimodo oh, so bells. I actually did, did hand bells and, and hand bars. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I go. conducted them too. I had a I had a bell choir that I conducted. <laughs> I've got and I feel sorry for them because I can't say it, but the the N word that goes with Carl there, but it's a but it's what the Germans wore in World War Two and. From all I've talked to him, that's the way he is conducting. He is a like that. Well, N A S. He's a yeah yeah N A Z I. I didn't say the Yeah. You kind of gentler when you're in full control. Yeah, and God. Yeah, and and Kong didn't take a dive when. Godzilla in Kong versus Godzilla. One of the things I want to say very briefly is, and I've said this to you a number of times, Stephen, uh, but thank you so much. I mean, for bringing me on on that first show on 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 the uh, commentary watch, and you were one of the first ones to do that and start that. Uh, and, and from there on in, and then like a week later, he called me up and and wanted me to be the co-host. He's probably regretted that ever since. But nonetheless, you know, you're the reason I'm here, and you're the reason I, I, I I'm a podcaster. So not that, as I, much yeah. as I regret doing uh, Lynn Danzig's erotica. Now that I regret. <laughs> If you want to see so me, I also have to say that. If I, um, you want to see me get punished as much as Carl, watch that. Listen to that episode in the archives, folks. I go nuts with the pain. <laughs> well, listen. Well, I just want to say are. that. Go ahead, Rach. I have to say thank you to Stephen. I, I don't get to stay for the whole show, and I'm really, really sorry, but it's the first time I've really seen my family, like, in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. We have not even been in the same room together. So I just have to say that vicariously through you, you are the reason that I'm here, because Carl is the reason that I'm here. And yeah. uh, I know you guys haven't always been the best of friends, but you have always loved each other more than anything in the world. And I do have to thank you for finally uh, accepting my unicorn ass into the fold, even though I'm going to well, fuck you with my horn sometimes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, and for your next Kung Fu movie, before we move on, and you can go with your family, how does... Uh, the kid with the golden arm, the last of the Venom film sound. Okay, that sounds interesting. I may have seen that one because I was going to bring up the, the the Crippled Avengers. Okay, yeah, Ooh, yeah, you wanted to do that. Yeah, we could do that. We'll, we'll do Either that way. and golden arm. Because the it's still the same as the Venom squad. Yeah, but I haven't seen yeah. Crippled Avengers yet. And I own it, and I want to watch it, but I really want to watch it with 
with some people. Like, that's not okay. one you just watch yeah. by yourself. So well, yeah, I was thinking can, we could do that one. Fun. Oh, absolutely. So I'm I'm hoping we could do that. And, you know, at some point in the future, maybe some drunken master, because we've already discussed how I feel about that. Like, I am... I am here for it, and I am here for you, oh, even, even if it's in... It would be good, except that the first drunken master, it's easier to get undubbed versions of the Godzilla film than it is to find a decent-looking print of drunken master. And I'm talking about the official DVD. Yeah, I know. So uh, at some point, we're, we're going to figure all that out. But I just wanted to be here long enough to tell you that um, I love to hate your face, Stephen. I really do. Thank you so much for having me here and okay. watching weird kung fu movies with me because no one else will. So I love you all, and I'm going to go kiss my kids' faces and send them off to the bookstore. And... <laughs> I really hope you guys enjoy the movie. And today. get your youngest. I want. I uh, if you can find it, a copy of Dark Angel, aka I. I come in peace because they they need if they loved it that much just from the trailer, they love the movie. Oh yeah, no, that was yeah. I will definitely do that, and I am I am actually looking for some weird stuff for us to watch for grilling and family movie night tonight so okay that might be one of them <laughs> so i love all of you guys and have so much fun and doc i miss your face and your voice i miss, I miss you too i'll be back more trust me promise me that a couple of weeks and we'll be good to go and okay. right now you we have to do a show together we have to do our intense yeah. show together yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, we do. And you should call me about that or text me or whatever, and we'll figure it out. Um, okay. I'm, well, I'm I just got back available town, today. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm somewhat available today, just not available for a whole movie because that involves me taking up the entire den and everybody's home today. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I, I hope that you have the most fun time, and I'm probably going to watch the movie like on my own time anyway, so I might have some things to say about it later. And you guys, just do your damn thing. Happy 666. Okay. Let's go make a sacrifice. Yay! Yeah. Oh, and as I was saying before the show, Doc, guess what they have up on Shudder now? Uh, what's up on Shudder? Bog. B-O-G. Bog. Nice. Yeah, another one of those monster movies that uh, Doc loves so much. Oh, yeah. Good, 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 good stuff. I really want to see Evil Dead Rise when it comes out next week. Oh, it looks so good. What? I want to go see uh, Evil Evil Dead Rise next week when it comes out. Oh, God, looks yeah. Really that good. looks... All the reviews said that one's good. And uh, Renfield, yeah, too, yeah. but... Renfield's yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. I that's all I have to say. Is I hope Renfield is good. That's I'm looking forward yeah. to Yeah. And if you have Peacock, Cocaine Bear come out this weekend and that is great, silly fun. 
I swear to you, it oh, is silly, yeah. but it's true. And the real story is silly enough as is. Yeah, I have Peacock. I'm going to watch it. Can't wait. Well, as far as things that I've watched, uh, real quickly, I just rewatched one of my favorite silly 70s movies on Shutter, and that's uh, The Manitou. If you have never seen that, it is a friggin' blast. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> Hi, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony Curtis going batshit nuts. You know, uh, uh, just just amazing. It's one of the few it's, films it's one... that Tony Curtis ever did that his Brooklyn accent really comes out big time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Uh, yeah. What is it? Is you know, it next that, year, Carl Doc, or the end of this year that uh, Godzilla and King Kong, the the team up movie where they're like friends, comes out, or is that next year? I think, year? That's, I think, I think that's, that's the end of the year. year. Uh, there is a Toho Godzilla film coming in November, which I am seriously oh, okay. about. Because a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of Japanese films are being put out by Fandango and different <clears> events. Well, you pick through Fandango, but through different events. Like, I've been out to Syracuse twice. One to go see Chanel Command, and then the other one to see Godzilla, Mothra, uh, Tokyo SOS. Oh, it's so good. You know, I, it's like anything that drops, like Godzilla-wise, I will be there without a doubt. The only problem I have with the U.S. series so far is, one, the kids. That was unnecessary. And two, they killed Mothra off too quick. She'll be back. There's, there's always an egg. There's always an egg. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there always has to be an annoying kid in, in some of the best kaiju films. You know, I, I have to say something about that because I always liked in the old 50s, 60s um, Godzillas, I never thought the kids were annoying. I thought the, well, he, the, the grown-ups were, but I always liked the kids. Well, well the it, only one if you go ahead, Doc. Sorry. It's, if you watch the original Japanese films without the English dub, the kids aren't annoying. Yeah. They're not annoying at all. Uh, with the English dub, it's just like... Thank you. Cameron, what do you Oh, God. Yeah. Cameron, <laughs> you're in the head now. You'll be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. But, yeah, Probably the where, last um, film that we did with Vicky, me, and uh, Carl was uh, something, something in the, in dirt, the dirt, which is uh, the movie equivalent of taking a physics book that's written in Latin and putting down in front of someone and just say, figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it was so good. And you know what? Seeing it for the second time, it stayed with me a lot longer. I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it afterwards. The first time I watched it, I was a little put off by it. And then the second time when we watched it all together, 
I maybe it's because we talked about it as we were watching it. I don't know. It just stayed with me. Now I love the endless. I've watched the endless many times. I like it, but the endless and something in the dirt sort of related, but they're really, the styles are really different, really different. Oh, and doc, you know, the guy who did a rubber, the movie about the killer tire. Yes. I love that movie. He has a new one out. Have you heard of it? Uh, Smoking will cause you harm. I yeah, have I seen sent you, trailers I sent for you it. The, uh, a trailer well, on that, Vicky. It looks it absolutely looks hysterical. hysterical. Yeah, it's a it's his version of the guy who did rubbers of a Japanese kaiju movie. Kaiju well, like, movie. Tokusatsu. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, you know another rubber was That's good. Two, it's so different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where's my it really is. Carl, where's my kaboom? I paid a lot of damn money for my kaboom. My kaboom. Yeah, my you know big, the other I paid for a big goddamn explosion and I want a big goddamn explosion. <laughs> Wayne Hauser, he's so good at that. Yeah. You know, another one I love like that too, like the new Quentin Depew is is Big Man Japan. If you haven't seen that, that is just fantastic. But sadly that one's not on any streaming channel. Oh, and speaking of sci-fi, if you have, uh, what is it called, the Strange Films Channel? Uh, I'll find the channel and get the Vicky, but... Yeah. They have uh, the 70s sci-fi film uh, Death Watch with uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, yeah. The full cut. Oh man, that's a, that's a hell of a film. That really is. It's a great fucking yeah. film. Um, and uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this whole thing where studios are starting to abandon streaming and just keep all their A titles for the movie theaters again? Bullshit. That's what I'm I think. Okay. Bullshit. I'm kind of okay with it because I can for some reason, I cannot make popcorn as good as the movie theaters or drive-ins. So that's okay. <laughs> for me, it's the popcorn factor. Well, I can say this. I can't always get to the movie theater. Plus, I don't uh, want to have my streaming service and have to pay a full month's worth of streaming service at the movies to see one movie. Fuck. I don't know what they think, but there is this thing called a recession, and uh, money is tight, and they, want, they, they just want their elaborate elite styles to keep on going at our expense. That's what I yeah. think. Yeah, tell us what you really think, Vicky. Yeah, well, it's true that they, uh, but then they cannot, like I, we said before, they can only get away with 
what we'll let them. Yep. Like, I probably won't, but I would love to go see Evil Dead Rise this weekend. Right, but can you? The whole thing is, can you? Well, I could if I had the gumption, but I had the energy that... Right. Right. I have I have logistical problems also, you know, and um, not your kind of logistical problems, but I still have them. And, and so it's like, okay, you gave us this stuff. You weren't satisfied that you, you weren't getting paid what you want to get paid, an exorbitant amount of money. Uh, so now you're going to try to force us to go back to the theater. Fuck you. Yeah, like the HBO uh, uh, Discovery <sighs> merger this week. Um, I don't even know how to figure that one out. I don't even think they know how to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Jazz Lab has done so much freaking damage on everything. It's ridiculous. Story yeah. right. basically creating excellent animated series, canceling movies that could have made a few bucks even if they were bad because people like laughing at bad movies. You know. Right. Right. Or com- just or shelving completely finished movies like Batgirl. Exactly. For what reason other than we don't think it'll make enough money? Yeah. Well, and the old excuse was to piss off Vicky. Oh, boys won't go see a movie with a girl as the star. And sadly, with the amount of hate that the Marvels is getting, the trailer, yeah. the movie just looks like garbage. Yeah, just looks bad. But then again, yeah, the so did uh, Ant-Man, Mania, and... Uh, Pretty much almost all the last Marvel movies have just been poop. Yep, I agree. The last Marvel movies, um, well, I just, uh, a friend of mine just saw Shazam last night and liked it. And so, and he he's pretty tough on Marvel, so maybe Shazam is okay. But the Ant-Man movie didn't make it. The what can you say about the last couple Thor movies? Oh, you know, um, and I love Thor and I love Loki. Um, really, female oh, Thor. Yeah. I don't like female Thor. Well, that was an arc line in the comics. But here's the interesting part: right. Loki, the newest season. Is going to be written and show him by the guys who did something in the dirt and the endless. Well, how about that? That's going to be um, <laughs> that's going to be different, right? Yeah. Only if they, if they let, let them do. If they yeah, let them they, be who they are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they will. Oh, I don't see why not. Netflix, you need to watch the Juni Ito series. That is so good. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, there, 
yeah, I've heard so good. And there was actually a Junior Fini Eco series that came out on DVD about, I want to say, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And I actually have that. And it's really, really good. So anything. Yeah, this by... is sort of a sequel oh, yeah. to it. Same nice. uh, same crew and guys. Uh, this is probably like a season two. And what it is for Vicky, it's a collection of uh, short stories. And oh yeah, I've it's in my queue. I just I've been gone for the past week, and so yeah, as soon as it uh, came on, I mean you could um, you could see it. I was leaving, and so I put it in my queue. So yeah, oh, and, can't wait to uh, see it. Doc and Carl, the word is, and they brought it out that. Uh, Junie Ito has just recorded a, a cameo voice for the upcoming uh, adaption of Uzumaki that uh, Cartoon Network is doing. Wait, I'm really wait, looking wait, 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 forward wait. to that. That one I'm looking Hold forward up. to. Hold up. Cartoon Network has actually got enough, of a, enough gumption to do with Uzumaki? That's enough. Yeah. I got to see it. Oh, just look up the trailer on YouTube. It's beautiful. It looks just like the con- the manga come to life. Nice. Very nice. And uh, it's sad. Yeah. We I- got a beautiful, perfect set of the Showa era, the Godzilla film. But the second era... We uh, aren't they all of are all of those out of print, Doc? Uh, there's yes and no. Uh, yes, here in the United States, most of them are out of print on Blu-ray and DVD. However, if you go to Amazon Japan, you can order the Japanese Blu-rays, which have no English on them, no English sub, no English dub, no English subtitles, and they're like forty to piece, including shipping, maybe a little bit more. But every Blu-ray produced in Japan that I brought here to the States works perfectly fine in an American Blu-ray player. So there you go. And also, ah. uh, yeah, Gunhead was just released. Uh, you know, and also, like, the, the Matango was re-released on Blu-ray and a whole bunch of other really, really great non-Godzilla Toho sci-fi films. Uh, Matango is one of those that if you've only seen U.S. cut, you haven't seen Matango. Because exactly. the Japanese print, it makes it, it's like difference between watching a very light, ha, 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 monster film with killer mushrooms and watching a film that's black as pitch, black as night. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Well, we've run across that a couple of times uh, in terms of, uh, like, doing kung fu movies. We did uh, 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 my favorite, uh, Mad Monkey Kung Fu. I'd never seen the two-hour version. And God damn, the difference was insane. You guys there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Wow, that sounds oh, good. Okay. But, you know, it's like... Uh, well, and Vicky has Dune 2 coming out. Uh, yep. November? Yeah, that, well, that's what they say. We'll see. 
My biggest Those complaint about the first people. modern Dune is they went pretty shallow on the first film. I mean, Jesus, don't you think? Stopped. Yeah, it stopped right at the point of the story where Paul yeah. just first became accepted by the Freeman. Yes. It is definitely a shallow, shallow, um, what what do you say? It's just a shallow story. There's so much depth to the story. Uh, it's hard to get through the first part of the book because um, – uh, it's so so dense, right? So dense that the first book and the first part of the first book, the first third, is just dense. And they took visuals over storytelling, and they said, oh, the visuals, if you watch it, the visuals will tell the whole story. Well, that's not true. A lot of people fell asleep who don't know the story of Dune. Because it was boring, beautiful visuals going on way too long. Yeah, I just hope they have something of substance for the next one. Oh, and on a rush alert, if you have the Criterion Network, this month only, and it ends uh, in 50 more days, is the new HD remaster of the shortcut of David Lynch's Dune. Oh, I have all of his cuts. Every cut. Yeah. <laughs> it it looks gorgeous. I love that movie. I know there's a lot of things that people don't like about that movie, but for heaven's sake, um most of that movie is done um the way in which an impressionist would do it. But it has a freaking story. Yeah, and it was reverent to the book, like Doc. Which yes. Godzilla, yes. U.S. Godzilla film do you think was more most reverent to the Toho mythos? That is a hard question. Because, yeah, you have the world destroyer alien Ghidra from you know, both the original series and the American where he's where Ghidra is an alien outside story. Uh, I, you know, I actually have to say the first 2014 Godzilla is closest to the Japanese versions because he's just, he's not like a superhero protector. He's a force of nature and nature's angry. That, that's basically Yeah, yeah. I agree he's, with that. Yeah, he's just like, okay, Y'all cut that shit out, or I'll kick your butt. Like, uh, Mudo's first reaction to Godzilla when he shows up. That's the first time I ever seen a kaiju ever pretty much crap their pants. (laughs) That's funny. Wouldn't you say, Doc, that look on his face is like that? Like, (gasps) oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm doing awesome. Uh Uh-oh, that's bad. (laughs) And I love the Kong Skull Island That was a great Kong It's just too bad they never did a real sequel to it With Tom Hiddleston and all that 
I was going to watch that again the other night. Yeah. And I didn't, but I was going to, because it is such a good movie. It's a good monster movie. And that's what we don't get much these days is a good Yeah, we're starting movie. to get them, but we're going to have to go, in, like I said, in the underground. Like, uh, even though I hated it, you, Doc, might like kids versus aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. It was just fun. Let me tell you something. You should hear how how much Stephen hated that movie because I get a phone call like every day. I fucking hate that movie. That movie's awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not joking, am I? No. And uh, also for uh, Doc, I think there's going to be like a Power Rangers uh, tribute movie like Cobra Kai coming out later this year. I heard about that. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Yeah. It won't have the Green Ranger Jason Frank because he got too big of an ego before he died. I don't know. And I do, do remember that the original Yellow Ranger did die in a car accident, so she's not going to be there. Either, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, then it's totally true what they say. If you if you play a Power Ranger, you better um, think safety first, since so many of well, them have, you know... Didn't, didn't the, they have the, these accidents. Oh, yeah. They or they get, they get arrested for uh, embezzling money like the uh, Red Ranger there. <laughs> Wait, didn't one, didn't one of the other Red Rangers like, kill a guy with a samurai sword or something? Or am I yeah, mistaken? I think one was in prison, yeah. 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 Being a, a Ranger isn't a really good idea, apparently. Yeah. Well, from what I heard, the guy that played the Blue Ranger, because of his sexual orientation, they just gave him pure hell on the set. I'm amazed he came back. Yeah, same. I heard that too. Yeah, such a shame. Oh well. You know, I don't. I don't. Um, Unless they're getting paid like what I had to pay my actors for our film, which was zero, I do not feel sorry for actors. <laughs> I don't. They choose They choose the life. And that life, in most cases, is a hell of a lot easier than the rest of us have it. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, I don't have a lot of sympathy for those who whine about it. You know, give me a break. I would love to be paid my entire, you know, one year's worth of teaching salary in a three-month span and and be able to use it in any way I I want and then pick up another job and get that same salary again for a three-month span. Come on. Those types of gigs, this is why they do commercials and – those gigs are good paying gigs, so I don't feel sorry for 
actors. Well, look, we've come leaps and bounds uh, since uh, Carl was in his 20s and the 70s and stuff and 80s, where uh, if you were an actor and you did a television show or a television commercial, they wouldn't cast you in a movie anymore because that means that you was a uh, trash for doing a movie or a right. TV or, or uh, a commercial. You're going to bring down the art of filming if you yeah. do television. That's how much bullshit elitist stuff is that? Yeah, but television, don't forget that television, you know, you got really famous if you were in a hit television show. Right. And they knew right. who you were. Okay? And, right. and, and and so you're you're changing things. Oh, we're only doing movies for art. Oh, give me a fucking break. Yeah. You're doing exactly. it for women just like anything else. Right, exactly. You know? And and, and even Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you know, and, and uh, Doc Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Carl. No, Sorry. that's okay. Go for it. Go ahead. Go for it. Doc, uh, one of the best transitions from the old school, well, the movie I consider the transition point between the old school and the new school is coming out in June from uh, Criterion. Ooh, what is it? Peter Dognanovich's Target. Yes, I already reserved. I, uh, was, I pre-ordered a copy. It, it, that movie is so good. And, you know, mass shootings and mass violence, in a very respectful manner, it does not go overboard, does not glorify the violence of it. That's, I, I think it, it's so well done. Such a good movie. Yeah. I would argue it's his best movie he ever did. Period. I would make that I've argument. That too. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that, too. And, and I'll tell you, he needs to thank his ex-wife, Polly Platt, because she wrote the, the script to that. And, and he was a, uh, he was a film film reviewer, and she was that that script is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Are you going to the drive-in yeah. fest this year, Doc, or is it like me and health concerns <clears throat> causing you to have to set it out? Well, sir. I'll be honest with you. I am uh, going. Um, up in last week was kind of actually April first. Big week last week was absolute chaos because um, uh, I was going through, through. I was actually bringing being brought into a new contract for my position, and I was getting a new boss and everything. And I was extremely afraid that that my that this saga was going to going to turn to a Reddit work horror story. But my boss, my new boss, is really awesome. And he said to me, hey, you got a lot of time off coming up, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it and tell me what you did when you get back. I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, it's, it's all approved. Yes. So I'm going out. I will be at the drive-in. Yeah, and don't do like you did last year and get sick get of the dog your first day there. <laughs> oh, man, I had COVID last year, and I – started hallucinating. That was not fun. Oh, COVID was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was hallucinating when I had it also. It was just bad. 
Oh. Well, you know, you know, you're. I was. I'm at the the drive-in watching these horror movies, and I see this thing falling out of my dashboard. I'm like, yep, I'm hallucinating. This isn't good. And a little while after that, my vision, everything in my vision went to binary, so it went went into ones and zeros. I'm like, yep, I need to go back to the hotel and like lay in a cold bath, cold bath for a while, get my body temperature down. Are yeah, you sure there, there weren't any special mushrooms on the pizza you ate? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I, I. They don't I, have mushroom it, pizza there. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was so sick. I mean, if you if you actually talk to Gene, he saw me. He was like, "Dude, you're like half dead. You need to go." I I agree. Yeah, and uh, one of the funniest stories ever, Carl. Uh, it's like me and Doc when we went to see the the Invaders from Mars, and I'm like, this movie's bad. And Doc looked at me, he's like, it really isn't that bad, is it? And then as soon as the movie started, the Toby Hoopie perversion call, sixty yeah. percent of the audience left within three minutes as soon as the title come up. Didn't it, Doc? Well, well yes, you told me about one of my favorite films where everyone disappeared. Well, not as my favorite film, but Son of Dracula, which I, I yeah. love because of numerous things. But you said, like, everybody friggin' left. Yeah, that was, like, everyone except for maybe two or three uh, cars left, which I don't understand. If you've watched three films in a four-film set, and you're not going to tough out the last film, even if it's bad or not. Why go? <laughs> yeah, do a form film. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, the only movie 100%. that I went to that I was the last one in the theater, like um, a quarter of the way through, was Very Bad Things. People just got up and walked out. And after a while, I looked around. And I'm like, oh, I'm the only one who left. <laughs> like, I don't know. Now, if you queue up very bad things, people don't even think it's a bad movie or it's um, out there or the premise is crazy. But back then, back in the early 2000s, they didn't like it at all. Well, you know, remember this, Vic. You... You know, we watched that together, and I hated it. it no, we did second. not watch Very Bad Things together. We oh, watched yeah. Magnolia together. I think it was Magnolia where the people were walking out. Right, right. But but I remember you telling me, okay, so we were in separate places, and and, yeah. and you told me to watch it, which I did, and I hated yeah. it. And then yes, it took and me I a, thought, why? Why does he hate it? <laughs> yeah, and and then... Because I thought it was too mean. Then I watched it again, <laughs> and I got a, I I got a much better appreciation of it. But yeah. it's still too mean. mean. It's a really mean film. It is a mean movie, but compared to today's shit, <laughs> that movie is mild. <laughs> it wouldn't even well, get you know an what? average it's, it's teenager's attention. Uh, you know, well, uh, what's the movie where they all go to Vegas and it's a comedy? Oh, the Hangover bad series. Or, the oh, hangover. you mean the Hangovers? Yeah. Hangover. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a uh, you know, Hangover is a comedy. It's meant as a comedy. 
But very bad so things. So it was very no bad comedy. things. Yeah, but it was, it was a meant black as a comedy. comedy. It, it had yeah, a it hard was a rip, Yeah, it was a rip off of very bad things. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what yes. I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, and everybody loved it. I actually took teenagers. Well, to that everybody movie. loved the uh, adult last year with the uh, the killer alien asshole. But mm. what? What are you talking Which, about? Yeah, don't. I mean, nope, nope. Oh, nope. Nope. Yeah, with the killer. Yeah, one of my sons loves asshole. that movie. He thinks it's genius. Oh, and Carl, yeah, so. you might like that one, uh, Knock at the Cabin, because M. Shyamalan goes into, like, uh, well, the story of Abraham in it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, Dave, I caught that right away. And Dave Batista, well, Batista, who's from Guardians of the Galaxy, he is so good in that movie. I mean, he? he doesn't play it like a villain. He plays it like a poor bastard who's doing a job that he was forced to do by some higher power. There's even a lot of scenes where it shows him, like, crying because of what he has to do. Oh, God. Yeah, but Batista, you know what what movie I like him in? And he's only in it for a short time. He's a side character. And that's uh, Blade Runner... 2049. That opening scene with him in it is just fantastic. Yeah. So understated. And it's so beautiful. And he does such a great job. Doc, have they really, uh, the new U.S. uh, King Kong and Godzilla movie, have there been any other details of it besides the title? Like, who's going to be the villain and all that jazz? I haven't heard anything. How about you, Doc? No. I can't remember if I got My apologies. Hey, is everybody there? Hello? Yeah. 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 I can hear you. Okay. Okay. I just went silent. I was like, oh, no. But what I said is, uh, have they even hinted towards what villain's going to be in the next U.S. Godzilla film? No. I'm hoping Gamera makes it. I really hope Gamera pops up, but there's an animated Gamera series. I don't know. It might be. Maybe it's going to be Baghdad. You never know. Okay. I know I'm the only one in the world, but where the fuck is Varan? Seriously. I'm the only fan I know. But I want a Varan. I love Varan. But this this is Bagan, B A G A N. Uh, It was a creature that was made for the Super Nintendo version of the Godzilla game. And then they actually created a suit for a movie that never happened, and it's like one of the coolest designs I've ever seen, and they never used it. So hopefully, Bagan or maybe uh, Phoenix type, or uh, what the heck is, I 
trying to think of the word. Parts just to be a combination of all creatures. Well, they've hinted about the aliens, but they've never really shown them yet. True. Yeah, well, you can only just wait on things like that because at the very last minute, they can change what they're going to do when it comes to any kind of a monster movie. Yeah, the problem I have is they they always keep the secrets like, oh, we're going to keep the secrets, keep the secrets. And then like uh, three weeks before it comes out, they release a million trailers that spoil any freaking surprise that the movie's ever had. <laughs> oh, yeah. They started, they, tried to, they started to do that with Godzilla 98. What does Godzilla look like? I don't know. What does Godzilla look like? I don't have any clue. Then USA, USA Today leaks a picture of Godzilla, and everybody goes, oh, really? I remember that. remember it yeah. really well. Well, that, that's the whole problem with trailers anyway. They, they, they give away the whole story and they give away the whole uh, uh, jokes or whatever, you know, best scenes. And then you go right. there and there's nothing else. Or they film scenes just for the trailer, which definitely we've seen a lot, or use deleted scenes. Right, oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah, we might be doing that for our trailer too. Just saying. I don't know if that's what we're going to do, but we've discussed it. <laughs> you know, you got to do whatever works. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't care if they show deleted scenes because if you've watched the trailer too many times and you're waiting for that scene and it never shows up, then you're surprised like, ha ha, we got you. And then you're surprised, and I like that. Probably about the only one who does. Yeah. You know, what's a trailer supposed to do? It's supposed to tantalize you, right? Yeah. Without giving away clues. Well, there are none of those kinds of people left in the industry. If you've noticed, the kinds of things that we grew up with, that, that stuff's gone. People don't want to be surprised because they, you know, if they don't get what they want at the movie, they're going to demand their money back and blah, blah, blah. People don't want that. Not this new generation. Hell, half well, of the people have never gone to the movie theater. Think about how long ago COVID actually happened. That was 2020, March, shutdown. So how many people are now adults who have never gone to a movie theater? That's a lot of people. Well, mm-hmm. me and Carl and, been to the movies, and I wouldn't say we're mature adults yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, they debated that, that last night. Maturity, yes. that's not, not – It's they debated that on Bill Maher last night, what is maturity. And how old do you have to be to be mature? And it was a stupid debate. But here's the thing. You don't have to be. My point is, is that there are a lot of people who were 
older teenagers who were in lockdown who are now young adults with their first jobs or second jobs that have money and have never been to the movie theater. They just stream or they play it on their phone, bootleg, and they're never going to go to the movie theater. A trailer can't get them to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were raised. I think yeah, the first the 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 COVID generation is probably the first one where their parents probably from one to from one to about eight or nine or ten didn't take them to the movie theaters to see the next big movie. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Godzilla Absolutely. versus Kong, I've seen it on HBO Max. Did you get go to the theater to see it, Doc, or did you watch it on a uh, streaming? Yeah, I I saw that at the drive-in. Yeah, I saw it at the movie theater. Yeah, I saw it streaming. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I liked it. It was great at the movie theater, except they were using this one technique that I do not like, where the monster comes charging forward to the camera, and it's bigger than it's bigger than life. Okay, bigger than it it is in the rest of the movie. Oh, there's a bunch of kids. I wonder who might have busted my fence. No, no. Sorry, I got it. Sorry. Yep. Oh. What's sad is we even had, the 90s was really the last gasp era for it was uh, the B science fiction monster movie. Like in the 90s you had, uh, let's see, the Puppet Masters, uh, the Relic. Puppet Masters. Yes. Relic, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. What was that one that David Twahey did with uh, Charlie Sheen? Oh, The Arrival. The Arrival. The Arrival. I just watched it not too long ago. Yeah. Why don't we have those anymore? Yeah, I mean, Doc would probably love that. You're like, oh, a B-Monster movie? I'm there. Yes, please, thank you. Well, That's know, right. You mentioned David. You mentioned David Tilly, and and I just got to say, there's one of the most underrated directors there are. Not only did he give us all Riddick, but he gave us one of the best goddamn ghost stories ever, and that's Below. And he co-wrote oh, that I with like Aronofsky. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that movie's good. That movie's really good. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't watched it in a while. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the sort of uh, King Kong prequel, which most people forget that's supposed to be to tie in the King Kong. Uh, Stephen Summers' Deep Rising. Yes. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes, they were ending up on an island with another giant creature, but then they were, it was supposed to be a part of the Kong Skull Island idea, but they never. The movie wasn't successful enough, so they never pursued it. Yes, I remember. Which is that. so stupid. 
Yeah. So stupid. The movie was because, you fun. Know, yeah. I think I'll watch that, too. I think I'll do a double feature tonight of ocean movies. There you go. Great idea. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. sounds good, uh, huh? Let's see. Other good months. Be monster movies from the nineties that we don't have like this. They're not what if they're going to make a monster movie, they're going to spend like a uh, hundred million dollars on it, like the Meg and the Meg Two. Yeah, that's because everyone's afraid of sharks. Having having had the close close encounter with an eight foot bull shark, yes, I can definitely say I'm very afraid of sharks. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there was, a, there, there was a thread on yeah. one of the uh, uh, groups that I'm in where someone said that the Meg was better than Jaws. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, we all know that and, that person doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you should see some of the replies, man. It was something. I would like to see oh. some of the um, the the memes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, definitely we can't forget uh, one of the best haunted house movies of the '90s, which coincidentally is a science fiction movie, and that is um, Event Horizon. Oh yeah. God, I yeah. love that movie. Yes, I love and it. No one went to see it when it first came out because stupid I did. Idiot. I saw it in the movie theater. I went. Yeah, I spent my money that. on it. The only criticism I had was that the music was freaking too loud. It hurt my ears. I had to leave the movie theater during the credits because I always wait till the very end credits. I read everything, but I had to leave the movie theater because. It was too loud. Dolby and everything. You know how they were doing Dolby THX and all that stuff. That yeah. Too loud. But other than that, fuck, I love that. I love every single actor in that movie. And I've watched everything that they do since that movie. I'm in love with Sam Neill. And I, if he needed me to go to Australia and go take care of him during his um, his cancer rehab, I would go. What? <laughs> I would go help him. And so that movie's great, Stephen. You were, you you absolutely pegged the right one. But yeah, I mean, no, sis, we had these all the time. Little B science fiction. And yep. monster movies that weren't the biggest budgets, but they had cool ideas and cool monsters. Do you need anything else, yeah. Doc, besides a good idea and a good monster? Not really. I mean, you can roll roll a lot of good things with that. And I, I got to be you're so right about the music being extremely loud at the end of Event Horizon. But it's like it's one of yeah. the prodigy's best songs. It's like the myth that the second the, end, the movie ends, it goes right into uh, funky shit. That's the song yeah. title by the prodigy. It's like, yes, that's awesome. But really loud. Yeah. Really loud. But it was a good movie. I don't know why people didn't like it. I think, okay, 
I think they went to see a space movie because still, out of all the movies up until recently, um, people who want to go see space movies, movies that have spaceships in it and stories about going into space, those are few and far between. And I, I just have this feeling because I've read a lot of reactions to Event Horizon. They weren't ready to see a horror movie. They were not ready to see that. They wanted to see a space movie, a space adventure. There you go, a space adventure movie. There's another one that we don't see anymore. I was watching um, the Librarians movie uh, not too long ago, and we don't, we don't have the action-adventure like Indiana Jones. And other uh, Indiana Jones you... is coming out this year. Yeah, but it's it's not a B movie, or at least it's not supposed to be a B movie. No. We don't have those. Um, the Last Templar with um, um, uh, Servino's daughter. Um, uh, just those kinds of Journey to the Center of the Earth with um, uh, it. It was done in Australia. Um, yeah, or Latitude he, Zero and things like that. But yes, in, re, but in reality, uh, the reason I brought up a bee stuff is it's March, and that's usually when they would. That's when you would see the B movies. Or the lower budget sci-fi and right. action films to get you pumped for right. the what they call the studio releases. And some of them I ended up loving. Hell, a lot of them I ended up loving a lot more than the big studio releases. Right, better than the ones that came out in June and July. Right. Well, yeah. well, you know, talking about release too. You talk about March. Back in the day, August was past summer, right? So. They would throw things that they didn't know what they what what to do with, and I always found August to be really interesting back in the day, particularly in the yeah. 2000s. August and September was always uh, what they would yeah. the the dregs of summer, the big summer movies that they spent a lot that they didn't think would do any good. Well, right. I tell you what, right. and, and we we've argued about this, you and I, Stephen. But one I love, and particularly the director's cut, is fucking Babylon AD. I think Babylon AD is fantastic, and it they didn't know what the hell to do with it, and the damn uh, studio just absolutely destroyed it. Wasn't That's that a Miramax film? I think so. I'm pretty sure that was Miramax. Yeah. Well, that was probably well. Miramax. What happened to Miramax? It's gone. Yeah, because uh, it's it's still around, but but of course, you know, with what's his name no longer there, uh, uh, it doesn't have the power that it used to. But what happens? What the problem is, Carl, is that Harvey Weinstein, no matter what the movie had to cut it himself just so he could put his touches on it and show that it was his movie, not the director. Right. Well, that's why he had to put his big fat hands on everything. And everybody. What'd you say, Doc? Harvey Weinstein is a disgusting human being. Yeah, he's in jail where he deserves. 
No, he'll he's in jail, but he still has to face the music out here in California. And um, he'll probably die in New York. He's not. His health is not good. But us women, we we know where he's at and what a, uh, you know, his future. He's disgusting. But yeah, do you think today that the studio would take a risk in a project like uh, Dreamscape? That was like oh, no. uh, that Sounds was like a great movie. Poor, yeah. And plus, it's a weird one. It's like a cross between the dream imagery of Nightmare on Elm Street, a proto X Files style film, and a psychic yeah. science fiction film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they want to keep it formulaic, especially these days. Ah, so sick of it. Why? Either I, I, you would think that the the young people who they are trying to get out to the movie theater, they would be thinking beyond the formula. But look at what you first started out with the the Marvel mo- movies and um, Miss the Miss Marvels, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Never gonna watch. Yeah, Marvel. the Marvels. Yeah. You know, it's all formula. If you watch the uh, the trailer, you can tell exactly what's going to happen in that movie. And it's formula. It's like, why? These kids don't like that kind of stuff. You know, the funny thing is, you know, I think we forget that there was always a formula, but it just changed from decade to decade. Yeah. Always well, money. It yeah. was always about making money. Well, no, that's not what I mean, though. Um, when I now they, formula, no, I guess really, it's really. You see, uh, what was it Zappa said when he said the guys was in the seventies was the last big era with the guys with cigars who didn't know crap about <laughs> movies and music were in charge of the studios. So the director yeah. could just run buck wild. Yeah, and that's very true. That's very true. The guys with the cigars and that. We don't know if this is going to stick, so let's just throw it and let's see what happens. We don't know. No. Yeah. Like, uh, everyone loved Godzilla versus Biolantre and the versus films. But we didn't get those to close to 2,000 over here, did we, Doc? Um, yeah, we're around, um, we're around 2,000. Uh, I think we got some of those on VHS, yeah. Yeah, they were released directly to VHS, almost all of them. I, and you know what? There's another thing. Because they X'd out... Um, the DVD market, that's why we don't get the films. It's a, you brought up a really good point about the v, VHS because those, how much was released on VHS um, that we couldn't get in a movie theater, but we could bring it home. We could go to the store and buy it or rent it at the video store. 
Oh, and God, not, yeah, don't only forget that, but you had people that were making things specifically for VHS and right. for, you know, the, the DVD that was never right, designed for that market. For that market. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, well, let's see. As Apple killed music, so did Google kill that format. Because Google wants to stream everything. Google bought YouTube. And look at how much YouTube you guys watch. And, and that destroyed that market. Just like um, uh, Apple um, iTunes destroyed the music industry. It's just ugh, digital. I freaking hate it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It's like there's a movie. It's like, oh, it's up on Netflix. Oh, cool. And then all of a sudden, without any really prior notice, they pull the movie and no other streaming channel picks it up. Yeah, and you can't find it anywhere. Oh, a lot There's of HBO's a... older sci-fi and failed series, as they call them, are showing up on Tubi. Which is you know truly Tubi unfortunate. Is how about that is a great app, and if you don't have no, Tubi, man, I do it's have a crap Tubi. App. It is. It's a crap. It's a crap app, and I have it um, on my PlayStation, so I watch it on my TV. And uh, the interruptions of the commercials at there's no. They just put them in by the minute. There's no one there going, oh, this is a good commercial break time. No. If somebody might be in the middle of a freaking sentence, and then bam, is a commercial. Yeah, and that, that happens on YouTube. That happens a lot. But the one thing about Tubi that I do have to say, a number of my uh, uh, micro-budget people, okay, Mark Pirro, for one, every one of his films is on Tubi, and and, and – that's where you can see his stuff. And, and yeah, does many he get paid for him? Actually, he does. About 10 cents. 10 cents. It gets a little money. better than that. It gets a little better than that. It's not that much better. But but he actually is really happy with Tubi. And and there's a number of other people. Ted Nicolau, a number of the people that have been on, my pod, on, on our podcast, you know, that's the one place where you can see them, and you can see them all the time. They don't, they don't cut them out. Matt, yeah, you've got to deal with the fucking ads, and that sucks. Okay, but at least they're there, and they can be midnight. Seen. They, yeah, midnight pulp is another is the one I was thinking of that has Death Watch now. Yeah, I was just going to mention midnight pulp because that's another really good. Uh, app for these films that you can't find anywhere else. Seriously. Yeah. And, th- and you're the one that got me on to Midnight Pulp, Stephen, so thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, the ones that I subscribe to are Arrow because of all of the weirdness and the Kung Fu films they have up there. They have the complete sh- both the Shaw Brothers collections 1 and 2. Uh, Shudder because Joe Bob. Yep. 
That's yeah, one. Uh, uh, I was just thinking of a movie that all four of us could do together sometimes. Uh, uh, Life Force. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I just, Yeah. The I would do that in a heartbeat. Version, the one that me and Doc seen at the drive-in, right, Doc? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. And on 35 millimeter on the big screen, you could see the plaque much clearer, Carl, that says uh, Edward Quartermass Memorial Exhibit behind the guy when he's at the museum, right when he gets the lead sword. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Steve yeah. Rose back? Yeah, he's so great. Yeah, no, he was in the church, but yeah, it was the guy. It was the guy who was like the head of the British Paranormal uh, Unit. Which you've seen the short version, you wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, and, and, and for those people that don't version. know who Quatermass is, you know, that, that is one of the great characters of British sci-fi. There were several films and several TV at uh, miniseries adaptations, and and that's right. all written by Nigel Neal. So yeah, right. And I'm tired of people hating on movies because they have girls in it as heroes. I mean, Marvel's caught crap because of it. Doctor Who caught crap at it. Uh, yeah, but the thing is. They do it crappy. If they would give us a realistic female hero like Ripley, then yes. it wouldn't be so bad. But freaking um, uh, Marvel, Miss Miss Marvel, oh, or whatever, God, wasn't yeah. that Captain yeah, Marvel Mar- or whatever? Yeah, Miss Marvel. That Mar- is just that's a horrible movie. Yeah, Brie Larson is horribly miscast, and that's just because of her acting talents, not because of... Uh... That's because she got that Oscar, and so... And she has blonde hair. As much as you Wait, hate... Carl, hold on back out for a moment. Doc, go ahead. It just seems like Brie Larson acts like she's constipated 24-7. That's, that's just the vibe that I get from her. Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is you may not like Brie Larson, but God damn it, you got to love the flirting. Yeah, that's the only part of Miss Marvel and the Marvels I love was that cat. <laughs> yeah. Best thing in the movie by far. And that was a monster I can that was only in it. the movie for about 10 minutes. It's like this cat that opens up and it's like this alien with a bottomless stomach. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I only saw that movie once. And I, even though I do stream Disney because I have granddaughters, I never watch it. Only thing that I recommend watching on there, and it's one if you ever get a chance you need to, Doc, is uh, Werewolf by Night. Yes, I've heard it's really, really good. And a little, little awesome. It is. 
little little Austin history thing with me and Werewolf by Night. Uh, back when I I haven't collected comic books since 1993, but uh, back when I was a kid, my father would order these like, bags of comic books from a company called Smoky Mountain Knife Works. I don't know if the company's still oh. around, but I know yeah, I know that you get some really random stuff in there. And I got a mint edition Werewolf by Night comic number one, issue number one in one of those those bags. I, I packaged that puppy up, put it in a box, and let it sit for, like, well, literally the last 20 years or so. It's worth an insane amount of money right now. I got rid of my salary because it was one of the last things my father ever got for me before he passed. But, yes, I have Werewolf by Night, number one, mint condition. Nice. I shiver every time I say that. But, yeah, it's, it's true. And uh, it has a man thing in it, too, who rules. Oh, cool. Very cool. And the other thing I want to bring up about that, it was directed by Michael Chiquino, who started and is still a composer of soundtracks, which I find really interesting. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, we need, you know, they need to spend less and make more. Yes. Like, yes. it's funny that Cocaine Bear, as silly as it is, made more profit this year than Shazam and uh, Ant-Man Quantumania combined. Because it was there, made, it got it made got made about forty million at the box office on a twelve million dollar budget. You know what about um, uh, you're talking about the low budget films that make money? Uh, Mad Max, Road Warrior, and then Thunderdome, which cost more than anything else, any of the other two. I mean, they started this whole franchise on just this tiny little budget of a bunch of cars racing around in a dystopian world. Come on. Where are those movies? Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, Furiosa comes out next year, I think. Right. But that's a big budget movie. I'm talking about where are the knockoffs? Where are the knockoffs of anything oh, uh, that we've seen lately? Yeah, me and Doc, when it comes to monster movies and stuff, we giggle more joyously about some of the knockoffs than the big films. Right. Right, right Doc. Yep. It's funny. Like that. Uh, $70 million to make a... Yeah. You spend $70 million to make a huge budget movie and... Do you spend 75 bucks and beer and pizza to make a movie of your own? Sometimes that's better than the $75 million one. Right. What about, you know, Sharknado? They stopped making Sharknados, and they haven't filled it in with anything else. And look at all the money and popularity of Sharknado movies. They're fun. They're stupid. And they're fun. Oh, why does everything have to be so damn serious these days? I know everything oh. is serious. Even uh, yeah. Godzilla. Well, the last time we had a non-serious monster film was uh, 
Kong Skull Island. Right. Because uh, Kong versus Godzilla was just too damn serious. Really serious. But I did like it at the end when uh, Godzilla and King Kong was pulling like WWE moves on uh, Robo Ghidorah. <laughs> You got to admit, that was great, wasn't it, Doc? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. It, was, it, was, it was cool. Yeah, well, that's what I'm... I, I want to see a um, Monster Island movie, okay? I just want to see a bunch of monsters again battling out with someone. I'd like to see some Invasion from Outer Space movies again. I just want to see this stuff again. I, uh, I've i been watching the X-Files over. And it's sad, but the X-Files were like telling the future of America. It's really horrible. But there's some great ideas that would be just so much fun to revisit. But no, we're well, too serious. we got to think of gender and shit. to uh, reboot uh, the Night Stalker, Carl Kolchak. Yeah. Well. That happened, what, what, five or ten years ago, actually. Didn't they try to do that? And yeah. it died, like. I think it yeah, was just ten years ago. But the sad thing is that they did make a Night Stalker film nowadays. Uh, reboot TV show or something. Uh, Kolchak, mm-hmm. quote, uh, one of Carl's problems with the new Perry Mason series, Kolchak will probably be fucking uh, the main girl in the series on the first episode. And it would have yeah. every, and every episode would stop five to ten minutes just to have a long sex scene. Well, oh, God. I, I mean, the Perry Mason. Mason show is boring. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> well, you know boring. what? I, I have something to say about Perry Mason. I do like it, but, you know, you and I grew, grew up watching that when we were kids, right? And, and right. now in the reboot, you know, you've got, you've got Hamilton Burger is gay. You've got, you know, Adela is, is, is the lesbian. Uh, you've got, right. you know, and you have got all story. this, and, and Paul Burke is black. Now, I understand exactly why he's doing it. But that guy's good, it. though. He's the you only know, interesting the character. Paul Burke is absolutely fantastic. I'm not... No kidding. I'm just saying that what they've done is they've updated it to the standards of what people expect today, that it's inclusive. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong, but but when I was watching that, it was an hour show, and it was about the trial. And that's what it was about. And and so and, and, and elongating this in eight eight things, they have to get into this stuff and and I understand why they do it, but it's still a little off putting for me because I expect just the trial. You know, that's me. What'd you do this time, Carl? No, it wasn't him. It's this guy blowing all his shit from the backyard over the backyard behind me into my yard. Oh. Neighborhood wars time. Yep, but. it's neighborhood. Wars. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's now Saturday in uh, California. Yeah, it's another thing that I complain about is uh, I miss the guy in the rubber suit with a zipper. What about you, Doc? Yep. Yep. 
so much CGI. Actually, some of the CGI monster oh. movies are pretty darn good. Are pretty darn good, but <laughs> I mix it with the old dude in the suit. Oh, I, I agree with practical you. Practical is so much better than, than CGI. I'm so much more well, practical. I agree. If I'm going to watch um, a monster movie that's semi-serious, you know, um, the plot is, is, you know, suspenseful, then CGI is okay with me. But if I'm there to watch these, like, say, Monster Island, I wouldn't care if he's going to zip up suit. Well, I'll watch Monster Island. Right. Yeah. You watching two, two grown adults in monster costumes beating the crap out of each other and smashing things. That's what we want. Yes. I would go to the movie theater to see that. Me too. Well, you know that's I don't know I don't know the way in which movies are going just across the board it's disappointing to me because it's not really entertaining anymore oh I will agree with you go ahead Carl you know oh yeah go well, well, one of the things I, I did want to bring up is, is, is that we were talking about mid-level budgets and that sort of thing. And I wanted to ask a question of, of the crew here. What's your thoughts on A24? Because I think they can really change things into, in, into uh, thinking about the mid-level and, and, and working profits and that sort of thing. And I find their, their their stuff really interesting. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought of that. Uh, it's going to, A24 is going to end up like every mid-level studio. All of their best workers are going to get, uh, when, as soon as they get any cred, they're going to get stolen from them. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but 24 has been around. To go away. I mean, a three hour movie about Joaquin Phoenix with an Oedipus complex. No, go away. Go home. Oh, I want to see that really bad. But I'm I'm not going to sit in the theater. Well, I don't want to sit in the theater. I'll just. Want to take a print of it and some match and a gasoline and do what they <laughs> did at the end of uh, Burn Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy movie. The um, I love John Wick movies. I just think they're so stylish. And now that Lance Reddick passed away, God rest his beautiful soul. Um. I wanted to see John Wick, but then again, I have to take my mother with me, 84 years old, to a three-hour movie? Fuck. Are you kidding? She won't be able to recover for that for three days. Three hours. Chop, chop, chop. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Stab, stab, stab. Do it again for two hours and 50 minutes. What? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever happened to short and sweet in and out, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, all of the 60s Godzilla films or any doc or any of them over maybe at the longest 100 minutes? Uh, they range between 70 minutes to 80 minutes, so not very, not very long, but, you know. Yeah. I can definitely... I definitely, I can definitely understand, you know, being apprehensive about a film seeing it's like three hours long in the theater because um, me and my friends got together. Three, there are three, two, two, myself and two other guys with the name of Eric, go figure, <laughs> who we decided to go to the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And I see it's like two hours and 20 minutes. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. But, but popping in the seat and watching that movie for the whole time, it felt like 10 minutes. So it can, the long movies can be good, or they can be like way. Yeah, I heard it's good. Yep, it is. But, yeah, I heard it was good. Okay, here's but, the thing. I don't want to have to get up and go to the bathroom and come back because I can't rewind and see what I missed. I can't put it on pause, can't do anything. But if you're going to have a three-hour movie, you are guaranteed that you have to get up and go to the bathroom. So what the fuck is that? And don't forget, not only are you have like a two-hour, ten minutes, or two-hour, fifty-nine minutes movie like John Wick, you got to estimate in that you're going to have twenty minutes of commercials and trailers before right. the damn movie starts. Right. Right, so you spend a whole half a day, but then if you have any distance to drive to the theater, like many of us do, that you have your whole day is that movie. You used to yeah. be able to yep. go to the movie, go either eat eat food beforehand, go to the movie and come home, or go to the movie, eat food after, go home, talk about it. But no, wow. they want everything. I'm on the air, Mom. Bye. I am up. I'm doing a show. <laughs> I've been doing it since two. <laughs> yeah. But, no, yeah, I mean, me. yeah, I just remember, uh, you know, movies like 80 minutes or so, and then maybe 10 or 15 minutes of trailers. And Yeah. Um, I would be mad if I got mad and missed the trailers. Mhm. Yeah, but but I don't know. I don't know. There's too much greed. Too many. I don't. I don't know what the solution is other than give us everything. Stop restricting. Give us back DVDs. Give us um uh streaming that we can afford. Stop competing against each other and start giving us entertainment again. And and then the money will flow. It'll flow freely, Why, like way back when we used to have video stores. I mean, no, that's, when, that's the heyday. Why can't we have that again? Because that meant, because video stores meant we could own the film and we wouldn't have to pay the studios every time we watched a film. That's their ideal world, is that every time we watch a movie, 
We give them money. No matter right. when. Yep. Right. Right. I know. And that's just, you know what, that's wrong. That's, it, it's not like, um, it's not a consumable like bread or milk, right? It's not giving us anything except entertainment sometimes. But they want to give us this, uh, I don't want to get into that. Um, well, even the older TV shows. Hey, right. look, this is the old uh, Doctor Who's that aren't on the regular BBC network. Oh, cool. But you got to pay $5 if you want to watch it without commercials, sucker. That's right. That's right. That's right, because I pay. And uh, they ignore a lot of the old monster movies. I mean, you oh, try yeah. to find the streaming channel with the Universal films on it. You're not going to find right. one. Right. No. You're not. That's very true. So who owns Universal these days? Universal you still know owns Universal still. They're riding off the, the fat and the furious. Oh, Oh well, that's over. Well, yeah, family. They don't visit me anymore. Yeah, that's Uh, interesting. But Renfield is from Universal. As a matter of fact, if you look at the old black and white, any of the black and white cut scenes from it that's been uh, appearing on a online. Nicholas Cage looks a lot like a Bela Lugosi if he had the fangs of uh, Lon <laughs> Chaney Jr. in London After Midnight. Oh, that's funny. I just heard he did a good interview. Yeah. I'm thinking about looking it up. Okay. Yeah, I actually heard it. The rest of it was pretty good, so I'm gonna go see that. Yeah. The um, I can't think of it. The 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 movie he was in with the with um Pedro Pascal. I never saw that, and I think I was gonna look that up here real soon so I can see it because everyone says it's so good. Oh, you mean pig? No, not pig. No. Um, they said extreme talent something. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The extreme, extreme burden yeah. of talent. Yes, yes. I heard that it was pretty good. Oh, and uh, speaking of low-budget monster films that everyone should see, it was on all. It was on me, uh, Carl, and Vicky's top ten list last year. And it released without any fanfare at all, and that was praise. Oh, such a good movie. Oh, yeah. See, now, that was a great movie. Agreed. Very much Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, it followed the rule of kiss. Keep it it simple, stupid. She's an Indian warrior. The predator comes down on its first hunt. And boom, that's pretty much the whole plot of the movie. Right. 
a simple predator movie. Very simple. Good Lord. Sorry, guys. I mean, Doc, how would you kill for just a simple Godzilla movie without all of the monarch and all of that fat that the U.S. films have just cut out? It's like, God, you know, go ahead, Doc. Well, yeah, I would be okay with it. Um, I I actually do like the American stuff with all the other actors and stuff. But, yeah, I I would say just do a monster shows up, break city. Other monster shows up, break city. Monster fights monster. Minimal human interaction. Okay, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for uh, being on today. Especially thank you, Doc, and thank you, uh, Vicky. Oh, you're very welcome. Oh, you're welcome. Except Vicky is trapped in the bottom level of hell when it comes to filmmaking right now. <laughs> You know what? This is the way it's going right now. And actually, actually, I have to give my son a lot of credit because he's doing all the editing and the CGI, and he is making great progress. But our our biggest problem is that we've got to get two more actors into a studio to do overdubbing. And getting those two schedules together is damn hard. And then here's the other thing. After that, I'm done. I have to play the waiting game. I am playing the waiting game until it's it's almost finished so I can have a premiere. I can have to rent a place and, and get everybody together and blah, 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 and then do the festival thing, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm just mostly waiting. And I'm so excited because my son tells me, oh, this worked out and this does this. And I'm like, oh, when do I get to see it? So, yeah, I'm kind of in hell right now. And still paying the bills, too. <laughs> it wasn't well, cheap making this film. <laughs> this film is uh, because we decided to do science fiction with it, this film became very expensive. But yeah, but you know what? Gonna you're going to have something that you're going to be proud of for the rest of your life. You've done something that so many of us wanted to do and can't and wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and that's why or I take it. Everybody does to... does micro budget. And yeah. God bless you. Seriously. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be a good film. I think that um my actors did a great job. I've always said that my son wrote a great screenplay and he and I together um conceived a great story with really good characters. So, so I think that say you know we had a, a million dollar budget, people around the country. I mean, it could open around the country and people will go see it. I think that I could just be overestimating my own, you know, dreams and wishes. 
No, there's a crap load of movie festivals nowadays, and there's a crap load more to deal with uh, the small sci-fi feature-length films. And I've been going to uh, the Knoxville Horror Fest for over a decade now. Well, that's on my list, Stephen. As soon as it's all finished, then um, I'm going to talk to you about it, and and I will enter it. We're going to definitely enter it into the um, Austin Film Festival. That um, the deadline is the last deadline is almost here, and so I don't know if we're going to be able to make it this year. But like next year, I'm definitely. I want to do the Knoxville because of you. It's always been in my mind. Yeah. And so so And yeah, I was just at the New in. York City one too. And and I've got contacts there, so you know, we'll we'll work that out for you too. Contact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, you naive little boy. Always <laughs> always thinking that you're uh, pat 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 pat. Oh, oh Stephen, and, uh, how do I love you? Uh, next week, uh, next next Sunday is a week before the drive-in uh, drive-in Monsterama <laughs> Fest, isn't it, Doc? Yep, uh, the drive-in Super Monsterama is uh, starts the twenty eighth. I'm going down the twenty seventh, which is Thursday. Well, show up on the show next Sunday at uh, uh, 7 or 8. I got to get with them and so we can give uh, Gene a bunch of crap together. And I can complain hey, to great. him about letting other people sit in my goddamn glider. It's my glider, folks. Everyone else stay out. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc knows what I'm talking about, don't you, Doc? Yes, I do. I was always easy to find at the drive-in fest, Carl. I was in the glider 99% of the time or glaring at people who were sitting in the glider going like, good out. (laughs) Good out. That's fun. That's funny. And me and Carl will be back next week. Where we'll whip out something unique. Uh, things that I've been interested in doing is on Criterion, they have uh, one of the most unique, not saying what the subject is, movies is Paul Schrader's The Kindness of Strangers. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. Uh, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, that's one of the few few of his. Oh, is it not upcoming? Seen. No, it's. Um, no. I I, it's I don't on, even know when it came out. Uh, in the mid nineties, it has. Uh, I forget who plays his wife, but it has uh, Chris Walken and another people who run into a married couple who are trying to find their romance again in Venice. Yes, the same business is in Don't Look Now. Mm. Yeah. And as yeah, always, I've keep... not seen it, so I definitely want to see that. Yeah. 
And uh, thank you guys for showing up again. And uh, thank you for everyone. And this show is dedicated to those who ain't here. Nate Nate the Comedian Bradford and Frederick uh, Monticello Monticello Gory. You'll know what that means. Yeah. And, uh, well, everyone who's been like a co-host or anything, uh, Miguel House, who's the editor of uh, uh, European Trash Cinema now, uh, the guys at Wildside Chronos, Tim, I'm going to be an Indian soon, Paxton, uh, Brian, Brian Harris. Harris and Tony Strauss. Yeah, Tony, the pretentious skirt wearing uh, <laughs> a Scottish fop. And let's not forget some of the special guests you've had over the years. Man, you know, William Graffay. How can I forget uh, uh, Tessa Dick? Oh, fuck you for oh. that, Carl. What, <laughs> too, but... Uh, <laughs> hey, There's a line in dude. I don't bat 100%, okay? Yeah. I don't bat 100%. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's like a line from Dune that says a million deaths are not enough for Yui. I say a million deaths are not enough for Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we love we love her anyway. No, we, we don't, don't. want to really talk to her anymore. But yeah. And thank you, Doc, and hopefully many more great monster movies into your future. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, thank you, Steve, for everything. Seriously, thank you. And, yeah. Well, this uh, episode really is uh, dedicated in memoriam to uh, two people. One who was a mainstay at uh, Monster Bash, Rico Browning. We're going to miss you. Yep. And the second is to the artist, the master of the Bolton himself, Al Jaffe. Hmm. Man, he made it to 102, though. you got to give him credit. Yeah, and he made it to 100, and he's in the Guinness World Book of Records as the longest working cartoonist ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. And with that, goodbye, everybody. And see you next week back at the Starlight. Absolutely. Goodbye. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Good night, sweetheart.